Broadcasting from Oklahoma, the tornado capital of the world, home of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the University of Oklahoma Sooners. This is the Curated Experience Show, a weekly podcast about the customer experience with viewpoints you will not hear anywhere else. And now your host, author, and customer experience expert, Amos Tanuma. Welcome to the Curated Experience. I am your host, Amos Tanuma. And my partner in crime, Bob Furness. Bob, are you still with me? I'm here, Amos, as always. <laughs> I'm here good, for you, buddy. Good good, good, good morning. Um, good morning. You know, I think we've said this before. We do these on Fridays, the end of the week. I think it's... I think we. I think you. You'll agree. It's a. It's a good capper to. Um. Um. To a week. So we're. We're always looking forward to this. So, let's jump right in. Um. Today I want to talk about channels in general, uh, as it relates to, you know, the contact center. So so let me first back up to Omni Channel. So so Bob, I I heard you. I don't know how many years now. It feels like five years ago, and um, <laughs> you were like omni-channel or die not your exact words it was actually i wrote an article i wrote an article named that i absolutely did i I thought so like you were there so so here we are it's 2020 now that was in the 2015 16 era uh here we are uh first where as omni-channel's time come and gone are we still on that journey give us an update on the the state of omni-channel well, I could probably think of some way to play off of the word uh, omni-channel or die, but since we're in these crazy times in the world, I won't. I won't make any kind of rash <laughs> things that you have to then cut out of this. But uh, omni-channel or die is probably still reality. It's just a. It's just taking a hard right curve, uh, in my opinion. Um, if you think about the the reality of what Omnichannel is. And and I was on a call this past week with somebody from our marketing team that's that's implementing marketing cloud and e-commerce. And when somebody mentioned Omnichannel, they perked up and started thinking about it through the lens of uh, of marketing and and e-commerce. And we're thinking not not about telephony and chat, but about, you know, um e-commerce through a website or e-commerce through an app or e-commerce through versus the yeah versus versus the the brick and mortar so i think omnichannel has a bunch of meanings what we're talking about is this concept that how do i make all of my channels work together and i think that it's probably even more important i i I made a purchase from a a really large uh, i'll just say it was from walmart this past week and um, had a problem with my, with my, with the package when it arrived, it had been damaged and I got online to try to talk to somebody about what the steps are. And it pops up and says, uh, you, uh, you have, it, would you like us to call you back? It'll be an hour and 20 minutes. Yikes. Or would you like, would you like for us to chat with you? It'll be 57 minutes. <laughs> so, so what's interesting about that? was you know which one I chose the chat right all right so you you offloaded me to a cheaper channel uh, so so that's interesting about it you know we used to have to try to we we used to have to finagle and try to manage 
how do we get you to a cheaper channel with everything that's going on with COVID in the, in the world of, of customer service, perhaps not only have, has the customer decided that digital is better as I did, right. but, but the company is now able to give options that, that perhaps was a little bit harder to give in the past. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's that kind of deal. Right. So, so maybe it's a, an opportunity for a win-win it's cheaper for them, faster for you. You want digital anyway. Um, maybe it sort of converges, but stay on that. Well, well to keep that story, yeah. what's interesting about it is, so I went that path and I have to admit that I, that I've got, you know, I've ordered a spray washer. There's oil coming in into the box. I've got this really, um, somewhat, uh, hard problem, right? right? This, this multifaceted problem. And I thought I really should talk to somebody because I can tell the story better. I can talk about it as opposed to typing into a chat window. What was amazing is, is that I, they were right on top of it. Like she solved my problem. She listened to me. She gave me empathy. All everything about the experience was a great experience. So the next time I'm talking to Walmart, I'm in. I, I'm never talking to Walmart again, right? I'll chat with somebody every time. Yeah, so, so we also have this opportunity where when people choose a digital channel, that we've got to do it well. And right. she did everything down from while I'm on the phone. She says. While I'm on the chat, she goes, check your email to make sure you receive the return. So she's able to to work multiple channels also. Yeah, and, and that that's so key. I, I want to come back to Omni, but while you're on this topic of voice, um, I, I, got a, I got an email that prompted this conversation about uh, telephony. And stop me if you've heard this before, but um, this is the end of the phone call. Voice is dying. <laughs> right, like, like, and I, I feel like throughout my career, I've been, I've been hearing this. So you know, staying on that track, we've had prior obituaries of the of the voice <laughs> of the voice channel, which turned out to be exaggerated. And here we go again. Um, I do want to say, both anecdotally and hard data is showing that there is more adoption of even digital channels now because the, the, the telephone's been overwhelmed, right? Like, I mean, every company, is, but particularly in the height of the crisis, just couldn't handle it. And so they were doing more and more digital and, you know, you've, you've seen that firsthand. So here we go again. Um, is this, a, will this obituary stick? Will there be an actual significant net, net decline in, in voice? <laughs> Well, I think Mark Twain was the one who said that the the uh, how did he put it? He the said the report the report of, of my death was was <laughs> was great exaggeration, yeah. right? We're yeah. great exaggerated. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're at, we're there again. And, and if voice is over, then somebody needs to tell the customers that we talk to in the right. consulting world that voice is over because I'm I, I I'm working on a project right now with a company that um is choosing a new voice a new a new cloud telephony system and when you ask them about digital channels what they say is oh it's coming in the future yes we want to know about how to how to manage digital email oh well yes 
we have email, but we don't really believe that it's a, it's, it's a, a valid channel. We don't want it to be a valid channel. Um, and oh, by the way, we want the most sophisticated IVR voice system that we can possibly get because we want the IVR to be able to recognize voice, to be able to make decisions on voice, to be able to uh, to provide information back to the customer, right. to do to to do compliance validation for HIPAA. Like, uh, if voice is dead, somebody has forgotten to tell <laughs> the people making decisions for contact centers. Now, is it is it is it dying? Is it re- is it being replaced with digital? Yes, but um, it's not dead. It's right. it's just not. It's just not. And when we talk about omni-channel, what we're really saying is, let's find the best uh, from the customer perspective. What we're saying is, you need to provide me with a channel that I choose to make my interaction as easy as possible. Right. Right. From the customer side, or, or from the from the company side, we're saying. I want to send you to the channel that's the least expensive that still allows you to do what you're at, what you're asking me to do. So we both have the same goal. Right. We just have to be effective in being able to the to manage the processes and to be able to put technology in the hands of the agent to allow them to do that. Yeah, and 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 to that very point, I think this is often why it always seems like there was an explosion of all of these digital channels and voice doesn't go down in the commensurate amount, right? Like you and I have seen and talked about like your chat goes up by ten by by ten X, your voice doesn't go down, you know, significantly, right? So it's like one of those if it's dying, it's going to die a long, slow <laughs> death, right? Like, that's really what it is. It's not, if you're doing voice today, unless you turn the phone off, your voice is not going to zero overnight, no matter what you do on digital, right? Like, well, you also you also have to, have to go where your customers want you to be. So um, the customer I was working with is not a digitally focused company, right? So the opposite would be true for Walmart.com or for uh, for a e-commerce company Correct. where I'm already in that channel. So right. so keep me in that channel. I, I also had a demo this week from one of the vendors, one of the top four or five vendors out there, and I didn't realize anybody had done this. Surprised me is that they have the ability now to move from a chat to click a button and for the, to send a button to the customer who then are, I'm sorry, to send a, a, no, a, a link to the customer, which then dials back to that agent. So I now have a true omni-channel experience because I was on chat. The agent can't quite understand what I'm doing or what I'm saying as a customer they say, would you like, let's, let's move this to phone. Well, if that happens in most cases, you got to call an 800 number and start over. Right. It, with, with this technology, you can send a link to the customer who then automatically rings the phone of the wow. agent that was helping you. Wow. So, okay. So now, now we've, 
now we're using voice to our advantage right. as a as a as a company, right? We're using it to the advantage of the customer because they're they need to explain something a little bit differently. Wow. Uh, so so I was impressed with that new feature. So so going back to Omni for a second, um, a two part question. Do you have ideas of who is doing it well? There's no perfect, but like just in general, who's doing well? And then, and then more importantly, you know, what's the goal? Like, what, what, what am I, what am I really shooting for with this whole omni-channel thing? Like, what am I, where am I trying to get to? Like, what am I, what am I aiming for? Well, I think I think I mentioned before the the goal for the for the company uh, is to reduce the cost and make it get you as a customer to the most effective, least expensive cu- uh, channel. And the goal for the customer is to get access to somebody when they need them. Um, so that if I'm online making an order, I can connect with you via chat quickly, quickly. If I'm on, if I'm, if I have a problem, I can dial into the, to the call center. Uh, if I'm on my app, I can easily cl- click a button and begin to text with you. If I'm on video, I can uh, I can video and show you something that that that's a problem in my in my in my technology that that you need as a as a technology company to see what what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, you know, my lawnmower broke and I need a part, and you can you can now uh, say to the person, click this button and I'll turn your camera on. And then show me what your what your problem is, right. uh, or what part you're talking about. So what what's what's the goal is to make all of that work seamlessly. So what's interesting about that, Amos, is I don't know. I, I probably started talking about omnichannel 15 years ago, 10 years ago. I, I lose track. Um, here we are in 2020, and you know, talked to a customer yesterday that doesn't have really any channels other than phone but but they understand the value of it they understand that that's where they need to go they they see the puck is is not just they're trying to get to where the puck's going they see that the puck is already at that end of the of the court into into end of the uh what's it called when you're in hockey into the rink yeah yeah uh yeah into the rink uh so so the goal is to give the customer a better experience right. the uh and it, the the and, and who's doing it well are you talking about which clients are doing yeah, what, it well or what, which companies, companies are doing it well? what companies i mean i i think about i gotta believe your e-commerce retail guys have to be front of line for this right just because just because their customers are pushing them there right like i want to order something on Best Buy or what have you, the ability to pick it up in store, call you, text you, da 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 I, I think, I always put it this way, Bob. I, I think that the sales end of Omnichannel has progressed significantly better than the than the service end, right? So I can, um, famous footwear, I buy uh, shoes for my son there, right? Like I can start the transaction online, pick it up in store, return it online. And I, I could go all kinds of different ways and it feels pretty omni for me when I'm purchasing the thing. It's on the back end of it that 
that still feels very disjointed, right? Like I could have a whole conversation with someone on chat and then get to the store and they have no way of seeing that that that, that back and forth. So I feel like the the closest people to it as a consumer are a lot of these online retailers. They seem to have made the most progress, particularly on the sales side. Yeah, I think you're right. And and coming from the operations side of the house, we all know that sales is where all the money is, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, they take the better trips. They, 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 they go to the beach and we, we go to Pizza Hut. So, uh, so, I mean, not that I have any bitterness in my career over choosing the operational side of the house as my career, yeah. but yeah, a little bit of sales envy going on, but, but that, that, but, but, but the reason why is because you can tie dollars to it. Yeah. It's not, it's not, do, it's dollars. I, I, I completed four more carts right. because I added this technology. I was able to, so that doesn't surprise me. What we need to do is to catch up in the service world by focusing on one, one at a time. So if, if you're not, if you're not doing phone, well, adding a chat channel is not necessarily going to make you a better customer service organization. Correct. It, it, it may, it may move some of your interactions to chat, but if you're not already doing phone, well, now I've got another real time channel that I've got to answer to, you know, the example yesterday, it was, it was an hour and 20 minutes on one channel and 57 minutes on the other channel. Um, at least they're consistent about relatively consistent that they're offering the same level of service on channels, but who's doing it well, you're, you're right. Another place that, that I think we need to talk about when we talk about channel is, is the self-service aspects of this. Mm, And so, and the proactive aspects of this, we, we sometimes forget that we think, Hey, how am I going to handle this inbound interaction? Well, what we also should be thinking about is how am I going to eliminate this inbound interaction? Right. Right. I mean, back in the day, if you wanted to track your FedEx package, you had to dial a number and give them your address and they would look up your package and you can imagine that 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 program couldn't have continued as the company grew so right. they figured out how to digitally send you an email and if i remember correctly i got an email from you from the from from the uh, shipper that confused me because it said i ordered a package from a company in Knoxville I live in Memphis and my package is in Chicago. Okay. Well that, that made me even more nervous. Why, why did that happen? Right. But, but they've now gotten it down to where your package is going to arrive between 8 a.m. and yeah. 2 p.m. Yeah. on a, on two days from now. Now I don't need that phone call. So what can you take out of your contact center? Uh, because if you take things out that are not necessary or things that, you can move to another channel, especially a proactive channel, then you can make time for your agents that you have to do the work that they need to do. The, the hard calls, right. the tougher calls, the more engagement. Now, totally makes sense. Before I let you go, I, I want to talk 
about emerging channels or this particular emerging channel. I remember when chat online chat used to be an emerging channel and yep. it's a must have and all of that. So I think the one that um, I keep hearing about now is, is video and would love your perspective on that. Um, sounds like, like a lot of things, COVID may be accelerating it. So I, let me give you my, my perspective quickly, which is that I, it's clear now we've been thrust into video as a channel internally, right? Like, like that has now gone mainstream. Like, and if you're listening to this and you don't know you're already doing it, that's what your Zoom or your WebEx, that's exactly what that is, right? You've started supporting people uh, video um, at scale. Uh, I think this question for you is really, is this the moment for video to the end customer side? I remember... Maybe even seven years ago. It's been a while, Bob. I was at Hertz back when we used to rent cars. And <laughs> I, I stood, I remember at the customer, whatever deal, at the at the airport, you go into a kiosk and there was a video and you talk to someone who was at the contact center, which I thought was like, whew, mind blowing. And it never went anywhere. Like I thought, I remember writing about, hey, this might be something. And it just, it just didn't become a thing. Do you think this is a moment for video? Well, I mean, it's definitely a moment that we've all begun to use video, whether you want to or not. I mean, right. who who hasn't in the last couple of weeks said, hey, my Wi-Fi is messed up, so I'm not going to be on video for this call, <laughs> when in reality, you just didn't get up and take a shower that morning, <laughs> and you don't really want to be on video. Right. So, so, I... Could it be? Absolutely. Could it become the norm? Absolutely. Um, I, I think that video maybe becomes more tagged to something like what I just what I said earlier, where, um, for instance, it, it, an example this week, um, company that has home medical devices in households across America, all right? So you've got a medical device that you've got a patient who's home health, and you typically send somebody out once a quarter to check that device, right? Right. Can't do that anymore. Uh. Because why? Because you may be bringing COVID into that, into that house. So what are you going to do? Well, you're, you're going to rethink the way you do it and you're going to know that there's five things that someone checks and you're going to, you're going to open up video into your, your support realm. And you're going to now have the patient caregiver walk over with their phone and show you what the filter looks like or show you what the tube looks like or show you you know, it, what the, what the gauge or the, the screen says. So that's video for a purpose versus what you're talking about, which is just video for the sake of a video. Hertz probably had that because they thought that they could eliminate, you know, they could eliminate the cost of bringing somebody into the airport, right. the cost of, um, that we've got a regional bank here in Memphis that has a, uh, a one of their locations is all video. There, there's there's no there's no live tellers. Right. So you walk up to the kiosk. Uh, I think we've all seen that at you at a at a um, 
an ATM where right. you can walk up. Right. I, again, video for a purpose. Right. I, I don't, I just don't. Well, first of all, I don't, we had, we talked last week. I, I don't think that we're ever going away from work at home again. Right. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of people move to work at home agents that, that always before said it wasn't possible. So now, now you're going to question, do I, do I want my agent? I I've sent them home. Do I want them on video? So there's a whole lot of questions about it, but I I think video is more likely to be seen where it has a purpose than just for the sake of me being able to see you. Right. Right. Like that. It has to, it has to be playing a role in this interaction, right? Like to see versus, you know, just for, you know, uh, fun. I want to just, I want to just, but, but you know what, man, I remember we'll end with this probably, but I remember in, uh, the nineties, mid nineties or something like that. I was working for bell South mobility, which eventually became AT&T. And we got something called a Simon and it was, it, it, it actually is. If you look it up, S I M O N it's, it's the precursor of the iPhone. Mm. It was, uh, it was built by Motorola, I believe. But I remember the guy coming over to my uh, over to my cube and telling me about texting, and he was like, "Yeah, what we're going to do is on your phone, you're going to be able to send a message to somebody, and you're going to be able to type it into your phone, and you're going to send a message, and they're going to send you a message back." And I'm like, "Dude, why would I ever send a text message to somebody if I can pick up the phone? Like, I'm literally holding a phone in my hand." And I'm going to, I'm going to send a, a typewritten message to them and they're going to message me back. And he goes, yep, it's going to become the biggest thing since cell phone. And I went, you're out of your mind. <laughs> so, so far it's just a good thing. <laughs> so I don't know what's really going to happen. Video may become the de facto. We may all live our lives on zoom for the rest of our <laughs> lives. Dude. We may, we may very well be at zoom forever because God knows that texting is is my preference of exactly. choice i don't ever want to talk to somebody exactly. so and you're not you're not one of those millennials right right <laughs> right no i'm an old guy thank you i appreciate you ending with that with that bit of information all right well bob uh on that note i thanks thanks again for a, a great conversation and um Everyone will post this here and you know Bob's info is going to be on so if you guys want to connect with them on Twitter or on or on, um, on on LinkedIn. So, you know what, man, I yeah. had somebody connect with me on LinkedIn the other day yeah. and uh, we actually had a, a 30 minute conversation about the okay. industry and uh, just a really cool conversation. Somebody that I'd never met before that fi- found me on LinkedIn through this. So, yeah, I, I love the connections through uh, through this podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Right, Bob, uh, we'll talk to you next week and uh, everyone else. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. And until next time, remember, the experience is either random or intentionally curated. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to The Curated Experience with Amas Tanuma. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll join the conversation online by visiting us at curatedcx.com or at amastanuma.com. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-D-C-X.com or A-M-A-S-T-E-N-U-M-A-H.com. And please invite your friends and colleagues to visit our website or iTunes where they can check this and previous podcasts. This has been a Bian LLC production. 
Check us next time for another edition of The Curated Experience.